There doesn't need to be any more immigration laws. This is an invasion at our southern border. Here's someone underneath Jorge's street release videos. This is what she goes on to say in response to somebody. She says, you know what? Put them, talking about the illegals, put them to work legally. They will do all the crap jobs no one else will. Now, that's low-key racist right there if, to say, it's interesting, suddenly these uh, military commercials started showing white people again. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the show. Um, we could call this the Jesus Show. I don't know. I want to know what Jesus would say about some of this nonsense that's going on. Uh, I, I could pretend to just be Jesus, shy. It just you know, and then it piss everybody off. Be like, you can't speak for Jesus. I can. I can tell you that uh, you got to stop comparing my parents going down to Egypt and saying we were um, migrants that were welcomed in. Because uh, we didn't stay there, we turned around and came back home before I was born, and uh, and also, you know, my parents were pretty industrious. There was no room at the inn, and so I was born in a barn, which was cool. Makes for a cool story. Uh, but again, I, we were we were my parents were sojourners, and so uh, that means that we were just kind of we had to go in there to, to register for the census, and uh, we, you know we were there. We had to do the whole thing, but we didn't stay. We went back home. We went back to Nazareth, and, you know, my father actually had a job. He didn't rely on—he was a carpenter. I mean, my real father, God, uh, he has a job, too, like running the universe and, you know, creating salvation for your soul, which I had a part in doing. But um, uh, Joseph, uh, I called him dad. Uh, he— he was a carpenter. He wasn't on like a welfare system. He wasn't on a social security system or any kind of Medicare or anything like that. Like he he just worked for what we had, which was pretty cool when you consider that as a citizen, he pulled his own weight. And uh, we actually went to the temple when I was 12 years old because uh, that's what we did. We did responsible stuff, you know. So when I was 12, we went to the temple to do what we were supposed to do there. And, and my parents kind of did a weird thing. They left me behind at the temple and it was okay. I just made myself at home, and I went in and found the scribes and, and you know, the teachers and started teaching them some things, which was... But it's weird how they kind of got a long way out of Jerusalem before my parents even realized I wasn't with them anymore. Um, they came back and got me, so it was cool. And then nobody heard from me for, like, I don't know, 20-something years, and then around 30, I started my ministry. But even then, I was working. You know, I was still a carpenter, doing my thing, and I went out and found a bunch of workers uh, that were fishermen, and, and we, you know, rest is quite literally history. But we never, we never really relied on the state, you know. I know there was this one time this guy walked up to me and said, uh, hey, tell us about taxes, you know. And, and I said, well, you got to render to Caesar what's Caesar's and render to God what's God's. And, and then there was a time I told the guy to go catch a fish, and he caught a fish, and there was a, there was a coin in the fish's mouth, and he was able to pay his taxes with that. So, you know, we, we, we we're all about, you know, our responsibility with the state, but to refer to me as, you know, an illegal immigrant that was welcomed in in Egypt, eh, it's not really, it's not really the way that thing went down. But I will tell you something that I'm concerned about. There's this new, I've got Chad's phone here, and I was going through it, and there's this weird TikTok 
trend that's going on. It's a Instagram trend as well. Uh, and you parents should be careful because on TikTok, there's videos of these women that are pretending to breastfeed, uh, which, hey, I created that. It's all good. I'm, that's the way it should be. But these women are pretending to breastfeed when all they're doing is just sharing videos of their breasts, which, again, I created those two. But I know how you guys are when you look at things, and that's what I told them. My guys, one day I said, listen, if you look at a woman with lust in your heart, you've committed adultery with her. That rule still stands, folks. I don't know if y'all realize that or not. That rule still stands. But uh, they're not using human babies. They're actually using lifelike dolls. Uh, so if your kids are perusing TikTok or Instagram and they run across that, you want to beware that your kids are being exposed to boobs, and that's not good. So... Uh, in this in this segment of what would Jesus say? They're going to hell. <laughs> uh, how many people can we tick off in this? How many people can we tick off in this episode, Shider? Oh my gosh! It's the Chad Prather Show. We're back. We are back. I saw something in the middle of the night that absolutely concerned me, Shider. And uh, I was on the horn this morning with my buddy. Uh, I was on the phone with my buddy, Jorge Ventura. Jorge's been on the show before. And uh, I wanted to get him on this episode. He is down on the California southern border. And about 3 o'clock this morning, because that's what I do, uh, I want to show you these clips here. Um I, I'm going to let them play. This uh, this is... That's Jorge's voice that you're hearing. So if you if you look at the ones getting off of the bus here, as Jorge said, you obviously have Hispanics. Um, and I want to get Jorge on here because I, I want to hear what this guy who's giving them instructions, I want to know what exactly he's saying to them in Spanish in giving them instructions because what they're calling this is a street release. This is San Diego County, Southern California, they don't have the funds to address this crisis. And so what they expect is for the street releases to continue unless the federal government can step in and provide resources to, to that county. I thought this was California. I thought this was Gavin Newsom's California, and they were, you know, going to do, you know, reparations and everything else and just tax everybody to death. Obviously, San Diego County is out of funds. You saw right there. I mean, that is, that's a Chinese national. Uh, that's that's a group of Chinese folks. These folks are just getting off the bus. They're grabbing their bags, and uh, they're rolling. I mean, they're loose. They got their masks on. They all have their masks on. We have no clue about their, you know, blah, blah status, their, their vaccination status. Uh, now, remember, just a couple of years ago, you couldn't go into a restaurant 
or into a theater or certain venues without providing a vaccine passport. You couldn't go to a concert. But there's a guy with a turban. I mean, those are Middle Easterners right there. They did not walk up from, yeah, maybe they did walk up from Mexico City. But there's no wormhole from uh, Yemen to Juarez or Tijuana. Um, you know, here again, these are Chinese nationals. Uh, they're, these are, they're not wearing their masks correctly. They actually have it pulled down under their chin. We should actually blame them for coronavirus. Maybe we should hold them accountable since it came from one of their labs there in Wuhan. Uh, get to the bottom of this thing. But uh, they got their iPhones there. They're doing their thing. Um, and they're loading up. They got their bags. They got their winter coats on. And they are launched off into the country. You know, when I was watching these videos, and I want to get Jorge on. I'm going to try maybe next week to get Jorge on because I want him to unpack some of this stuff for us. He's done fantastic work down at the southern border all the way across from Texas to California. Just tirelessly effort, just, just tirelessly working with the effort to expose some of this stuff. And, you know, the thing about Jorge, the cool thing about Jorge is he's got a lot of compassion um, for these folks. You know, he's concerned about the humanitarian crisis that he sees there. Another great follow that you need to be doing on Instagram, and it's not the breastfeeding women with their fake babies, but uh, is Allie Bradley, A-L-I, Allie Bradley. She's another one that is just tirelessly working down at the border to bring this footage and the stuff that's, that's going on. So, you know, if you go into the comment section here, uh, and I want to do this for you because this this is this is the typical um, nonsense that you're going to get in response from the leftist progressive reries about what's going on at the border. You know, obviously we we're spoofing when we're talking about. That's one of the big arguments that people always made about. Oh well, you know, Jesus was a migrant. No, he wasn't. He was not a migrant. Um, his family wasn't a migrant. They sojourned into Egypt for a period of time for a specific reason, and then, you know, they they went back home. It wasn't an illegal migration. Uh, that is legitimately the term migrant. Uh, you know, birds migrate. Birds go south for the winter, and then they go back home. Um, that's what a migration is. These folks are not going to go back home. So I'm tired of that whole, what would Jesus do because Jesus was a migrant thing. That's a terrible argument. Uh, yes, I do believe that Jesus has compassion on humanity, but Jesus is also, you know, when you talk about God, you can talk about love and kindness and humility and and mercy and grace. You can talk about all of those, but you also have to talk about justice. You have to talk about um, you know, right and wrong. And crossing into a country illegally and, and then to have a federal government which is creating policy that's allowing that to happen, you're going to have chaos because you can't have people that just come in and become a parasite on your system. It destroys your economy. It destroys your culture. It destroys the order of civilization. 
uh, when you just thrust something into an engine, like you hear the phrase, throw a wrench in the engine, you, you throw that in there, it's, it, it doesn't belong, you know? Does the wrench have value? Yes, the wrench has value, and it has a purpose, but you can't toss it in just, you know, hodgepodge into an engine. You're going to break everything down. It's going to destroy the reason that engine was created. When you take people who have no, uh, no desire, no knowledge of how a country or culture works, and you just throw them in the middle of it, you know, I said on the audio-only podcast Monday, I said, I don't want to live in Venezuela, and I don't want Venezuela to live here. Venezuela is not as good a country as America has been historically. I don't want, you know, third-world culture being brought into here, especially when you know now that the Venezuelan prisons have been emptied and these military-aged men who are illegally coming across our southern border, these are not the best of society. They, these were not the people who did what they could to make their own society, their own culture, and their own country better. What makes you think they're going to come here and make this country better? They're not going to. Scheider is a legal immigrant. Thank God for Scheider. Thank God for his family. Um, you know, uh, my, my buddy that, that works for me, Amjed. Amjed is, is a legal immigrant. His father brought his family here legally from Iraq. Thank God for them. They love this country. They love what this country's about. They, 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 you know, they love God. They love just the way. It, it, and again, I have no problem with that. Hey guys, you know, for 10 years, Patriot Mobile has been America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. And when I say the only one, trust me, they are the only one. And uh, Patriot Mobile has been a great supporter of this show, and I'm proud to continue partnering with them. You know, Patriot Mobile offers uh, dependable nationwide coverage, and they give you access to all three major networks, which means you're going to get the same dependable coverage that you're accustomed to without funding leftist causes. See, when you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're sending a message. You're saying that you support free speech, religious liberty, uh, the sanctity of life, the Second Amendment, our first responder, and our military heroes. And they have a 100% U.S.-based customer service team, which is going to make switching so easy. You can keep your number, keep your phone. Call them up. They'll help you upgrade with a brand new phone. Whatever you need, their team will help you find the best plan for your needs. You go to patriotmobile.com slash chad. Uh, you call them on the phone if you want to, 972-PATRIOT. Talk to them. And you get free activation when you use promo code CHAD. I spell it Chad. That's right. Join me. Make the switch today. Go to patriotmobile.com slash chad. That's patriotmobile.com slash chad. Use promo code chad. Call them up. 972-PATRIOT. This idea that, um, and I'll get to a tweet that I put out yesterday that's gotten a little traction. Well, by the time this airs, it was a couple of days ago, but I uh, put this tweet out, and of course, you get the normal responses. Well, let me just get over there to it before we forget, okay? Let me get over there. I'm going to rely heavily on my notes here on this phone. Um, I tweeted this out. 
in response to, I'm going to throw this earbud back in because I want you to see this clip. This is Representative Katie Porter. A lot of you have seen Katie Porter, which I think the context, she was taken a little bit out of context in what she was trying to say, but it still wasn't right. She made this comment in another interview where she said that you can't hold LGBT people accountable for grooming because that is a preferential lifestyle for them. What she, I think what she was trying to say is you can't just say because somebody's in an LGBT lifestyle that they're automatically a groomer. The way she said it, though, was not a good way to say it. But I don't want to talk about that because Katie Floyd, she also beat her husband. And, you know, we have the best of the best around here. And listen, I've said over and over again, some of these progressive reries out there that make no sense and don't love this country either, there's some of these folks that are coming across the southern border that do want to embrace the way we do things in this country. And if I could snap my fingers and know who those people are and 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 deport these uh, progressive reries with these terrible ideas and horrible policy ideas, if I could deport them and keep the good folks that are coming across the border and we just magically knew who those people were going to be, uh, I would actually probably be okay with that uh, because because people like Katie Porter from California is she's she's not the brightest bulb, but she made this comment on CNN in response to policies being changed after the death of Lake and Riley, who was killed, of course, by the illegal from Venezuela. Um, Look at this. Take a look at this clip. Well, I think when a horrible tragedy like like this happens, I think whenever we're dealing um, with violent crime, there is a sense of outrage, of sadness, and of loss. But I think the important thing to focus on is any one instance shouldn't shape our yeah, overall— Yeah, see, I got to disagree with you on that because uh, she said, you know, there's not— just one instance shouldn't shape your overall immigration policy. Well, Katie, I got a feeling that had it happened to you, you'd probably be all for shaping policy. But the fact that it happened to some stranger, some young lady in Georgia, you're saying, oh, well, this is one instance. Well, here's the thing. It's not just one instance. There have been an increase, a massive increase, huge percentage increase in violent crime done by people who are in this country illegally against American citizens. Now, a lot of people, I, I said this, I said, I said they shaped a, a ton of policy after George Floyd died. Again, everybody was talking about we got to reform the police, defund the police, all cops are bad. Police started behaving a lot differently. They started in doing enforcement very differently after George Floyd, after you saw what they did with this horrible sentencing of Derek Chauvin. When, let me remind you, George Floyd was a piece of garbage who, uh, who he was a piece of garbage. He overdosed on fentanyl, okay? He overdosed on fentanyl. That's, ultimately, that's what led to George Floyd dying. Now, the media is never gonna talk about that in a broad stroke. They're never going to bring that out and shine a light on that. But that is what happened. What happened to Derek Chauvin? Listen, I, I'm anti-racism. I'm anti-police brutality. I'm anti all of that. Could he have done something different? Honest to God, I don't know in that situation. But what I do know is the sentencing certainly didn't fit the so-called crime. It did not. Uh, they had dealt with George Floyd plenty of times. But that one life, which led to all the, the outrage and the burning of cities and the protests and the billions of dollars of damage, uh, 
you know, that one life, boy, that shaped a lot of ideas, didn't it, Katie Porter? But you're going to say Lake and Riley's death shouldn't shape foreign policy or immigration policy for the U.S. Um, I'd say that that murder is a solid reason. This is what I said on Twitter. I'd say Lake and Riley's murder is a solid reason to shape overall immigration policy, especially when it was caused by a federal policy. Katie Porter would change her tune if it happened to her. So you have these folks who are coming across the border. You have the, the progressive re-rees out there with no common sense who are going to try to who are going to try to post up these horrible arguments. And I'm going to give you some here in a minute. Um, in response to what Jorge posted of these street releases. And you can almost predict the future. You can almost uh, predict what's going to be said because the arguments, it's almost like these, Kevin Wade, K-Dub, he's in a fact pack. He's probably in the live chat tonight. So the thing you got to understand is, you know, Kevin pointed out, he said, I don't think these are real people who are doing this. I think these are programmed bots. Well, here's, here's someone underneath Jorge's street release videos. This is a real person. Uh, and all the classical things that you look for when you see this person's bio. Uh, this person has got her name underscore hypnotherapy. So here we go. Here we go. We, we got, uh, yeah, um, a blogger. Oh, she, her, hers. One, one, everybody needs to know that uh, her, her pronouns are there. She, her, hers. Um, hashtag holistic health. Hashtag mental health. Hashtag relationships. Hashtag goals, nutrition, natural beauty, environmental activist, social activist. Dear God. Um, progressive outdoor enthusiast. And then, of course, Los Angeles, California. And then you go to her website, too. I'll give her a shout out. Aura. Her name is Aura. A-U-R-A. Aura. Walker hypnotherapy. Um, if you want a little Buddhist session, you can go get you some. Not booty session. That's that's the breastfeeding and the fake babies. I'm Buddhist session. And her Instagram is just everything that you think it would be. Just everything you think it would be. But I want to go to her comments because the comments are always the same. She says, GOP shot down the only bill that it could, could, could have provided more help at the border. Now, wait a second, Aura. I thought you guys told us that the border was secure. I thought you told us that everything was just fine under the Biden administration. That's exactly what you said. Suddenly, the calendar changed to an election year, and now you guys have to secure the border. Joe Biden's on his way to Brownsville, because he found out, he found out that Donald Trump was going. Now, it's interesting. If you know anything about Texas, and again, the crisis is in Brownsville, too. I'm not going to diminish that. The problem is also in, in, in uh, Brownsville. But Trump is going to Eagle Pass. That's a hotbed. That's where we've had major issues. The, the big hotbeds have been Eagle Pass and Del Rio, all right? Joe's, Joe finds out that Trump's going down there, and so he immediately plans a trip to Brownsville. The reporters caught up with him, 
Uh, he was eating an ice cream cone. If we can put that image in here, maybe we can. Joe is eating his ice cream cone. You notice the ice cream's on his lips. He, he looks like um, a geriatric old man in the home. And somebody asks him, you know, where's he going? And he says, well, I can't talk about that. You know, the Secret Service doesn't like for me to talk about where I'm going to be. Joe has no clue. But it's an election year, so Joe's headed down to the border. He hasn't been there. Hasn't been there in three years. Hasn't been down there. Hasn't done a single damn thing in regards to the border. But suddenly, Aura tells us that the GOP could have done the only thing, you know, the only bill that could have provided more help at the border um, that bill, we've talked about it before. That bill, I've specifically talked about it at length in the audio podcast that come out on Monday and Wednesday. That bill that the Republicans turned down, that bill that Mike Johnson said is a no-go, that bill that the Democrats are now using to say the GOP doesn't care about border security, they're using it as a campaign tactic to get Trump reelected. Even Trump has come out and said, don't you sign that bill. That bill is garbage. First of all, let me tell you why it's garbage. In a nutshell, you don't need any more immigration laws. We have enough laws on the books. You got to enforce those laws. We've got enough. Joe Biden has the statutory authority to shut the border down. They're not doing it because open border is their policy. You know that that bill was packed so full of garbage with billions of dollars going to Gaza, going to Israel, going to Ukraine. It did absolutely nothing for the southern border. That bill allowed for 5,000 illegals to come across the southern border every single day. That's 1.8 million plus coming across the southern border every year. And it could go up to 8,500 illegals coming across uh, yeah, I don't think that's border security. I don't think that's, I don't think that you're going to truly process asylum claims. I don't think that you're truly going to be able to figure out who is claiming refugee status and be able to back that up. You're not going to be able to process through uh, who's on a wanted list or anything else. It's just not going to happen that way. The GOP didn't shoot that down. It's naive and it's ignorant. It's uneducated. It's disingenuous. It's unserious if you think that's what needs to happen. There doesn't need to be any more immigration laws. This is an invasion at our southern border. Rewind the tape. Go back and look at those people getting off those buses in San Diego County. Look at it. You say, you hate... There's some pretty light-skinned people getting off those buses. So don't don't play the race card on me. She says, uh, she says, uh, this is what she goes on to say in response to somebody. She says, you know what? Put them, talking about the illegals, put them to work legally. They will do all the crap jobs no one else will. Now, that's low-key racist right there If to say, I mean, what are those crap jobs? Tell me what are those, oh, well, they're the jobs that Americans don't want to do. I, You know, if we get to a point um, where a job needs to be done, I'm reasonably certain we can find Americans that are willing to do the job. I'm pretty sure we can. Pretty sure we can. The jobs tend to get done. Put them to work legally. We got enough, we got enough people to fill the workforce. 
right here, right now. They come, people that fill in the workforce that are Americans, that are American citizens, people that love this country, they come in all shapes and sizes, all various colors, all kinds of things. They're here. And uh, she says, uh, uh, make them taxpayers ASAP. Then she goes on to say, I work for L.A. County. I thought you were a hypnotherapist, Aura. She says, I work for L.A. County. It ain't that easy. I can get them childcare and bus passes, minimal rental assistance, uh, no shelter care. They would have to get in line a long one for insurance and CalFresh. Uh, it's tough to get services for Americans, let alone foreigners. Well, okay, you work for L.A. County, and what you're saying is you can get them childcare and bus passes and all these things. Um, you can't eat a butt bus pass. Um, you're going to get them rental assistance. You're going to get them shelter care. Are you pulling that out of your ass? or or Because I want to know who's paying for that. Who, who Who's footing the bill for something like that? You, you, there's 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 no there's no assistance fairy out there that comes and sprinkles dust in LA County because in a point of fact what they just said what Jorge just said there in San Diego County less than an hour south of your sister is that San Diego is out of money they don't have the ability to give them rental care and a shelter care and bus passes and Again, those folks didn't come here for a bus pass. They didn't come here to do any of that. They didn't come here to live in your tent cities either. There is a plan. There is a purpose. There is a goal in their mind, and they're going to fulfill it. I can get them child care. Pew. You know, Aura, you didn't give a damn about their child care when the children were being trafficked to the southern border and through the southern border. Hey, guys, I want to remind you that maybe things are not as dismal as they seem. I mean, you you still have time to prepare. And there's a point to preparing. Like, you want to make sure that your family's taken care of. You want to make sure that your people are protected. That in the chance that something bad goes down, you are taken care of. Protect yourself. Protect your people. You deserve it. You need to rely on yourself. And the folks out there that will help you do that is My Patriot Supply. They got a cool new deal going right now at MyPatriotSupply.com. They've helped millions of Americans prepare for uncertain futures. I know that I am a customer, I am a partner with them, and I have used their products. Now, what you need to do is you need to go out there and start with their four-week emergency food kit by Ready Hour. It's 16 food and drink varieties, so you're not going to have food boredom. There's a lot of cool stuff in there, over 2,000 calories a day, so you're not going to go hungry either. So they're sealed inside the ultra-durable packaging, and the meals last up to 25 years in storage, so you can always know that you're prepared. I want you to go to my special website, Prepare with Chad. Dot com and get your food kits. Get them because your family deserves it. Preparewithchad.com. Each uh, four-week food kit from Ready Hour right now is $60 off. Also, you're going to get the free shipping like usual. So protect yourself. Protect your people. Um, if you're not ready, well, it ain't Ready Hour. Use Ready Hour. Go to preparewithchad.com. That's preparewithchad.com. Dr. Phil, who I'm trying to get on the show, um, I would like to get Dr. Phil on for a minute. He was on The View earlier this week. I know he was on with Glenn Beck, 
and uh, I think he was on with Rogan this week. He said something interesting on The View because they asked him uh, what he thought about the border crisis. He was just recently down there on the border. Allie Bradley, who I referenced earlier, uh, she spent a little time with, with Phil and interviewed him. And on the, on the View, he said these children are coming across. They have telephone numbers written on their arms. They have addresses that are written on their arms. And he asked Border Patrol, he asked the agents, he said, are you verifying these addresses where these kids are being sent to? And, he, and the Border Patrol agent said, we, we call the numbers, but we don't get any answers. And Phil asked him, says, do you think that these kids are being trafficked into sex slavery? And the Border Patrol told him, said, we don't think it. We know it for a fact. These children that are being brought across, across the southern border, brought by the cartels, there is no doubt about it that the American federal immigration policy is assisting the cartels in bringing children into human slavery, sex trafficking, and God forbid, who knows what else. I want to put my Jesus wig back on. I, I want to put my Jesus wig on and, and really start condemning some things right now. You talk about providing child care. You don't care about children. I, it amazes me that Democrats talk about... Um, you know, trans children, protect trans children, all this. You don't care about children. You care about an ideology and you want to groom. Yeah, I said it again. Put me on the list. You want to groom a generation. You want to lobotomize a generation of children. You want to confuse. You want to identify, or I'm sorry, you want to create a dysphoria in their identities so they don't know who they are or what to think. You know why? Because it's easier to control people like that. If you can make a, a, a young boy weak, doubt his masculinity as he gets old, uh, cause him to question his adolescence, teach him to hate his puberty process. So now you have an underdeveloped mentally, psychologically, emotionally, and certainly spiritually and physically underdeveloped boy that turns 18, 20, 21, whatever, 25 years old, you've, you've feminized him, you have turned him into all the things we joke about, you know, being a beta, being soy, being these, this, this weak member of society. You have delegitimized masculinity to the point where you've destroyed not only a generation, but you've destroyed a society by doing so. Because a society without men can't survive. You can't protect yourself, can't defend yourself, can't fight for yourself. You, 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 can't, you can't do it. There, there'll be no more innovation. There'll be no more, um, uh, there, there'll be no more capitalization, no more domination. You say, I don't like those words anyway. I don't care if you like those words. America became great by being dominant. You notice, you notice what happened. You know, DEI was all fun and good for the military until shit started to escalate. You know, um, Iran starts attacking everybody uh, that we've got over there. I mean, what, 200 and something attacks on American interests. Three soldiers were killed just weeks ago uh, there in Jordan. And just like 200 since October, 200 attacks on American interests, American troops, American assets on the part of Iran. 
suddenly, it's interesting, suddenly these uh, military commercials started showing white people again. <laughs> Fascinating. Because by and large, that is the demographic. White males is the demographic that's made up our military fighting force. Suddenly they weren't advertising for, you know, different minorities or fat women or homosexuals. They're, 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 the pride flag suddenly went away. Now you had uh, you had white guys jumping out of the back of airplanes and their parachutes deploying. It's amazing how that happened because as Buzz Patterson said on the show last week, the, the recruiting numbers are so far down, it's worse than anything he's ever seen. And he was a Lieutenant Colonel in the Air Force. There's been such an attack. America has been weakened by default. So, the left has come after children. They've come after children. There's a war on femininity. There's a war on masculinity. We won't get into that for this topic. But to say we care about children and defend trans children, all these kind of different things. But to say, to say that you care about children, but you are going to abort a million babies a year. To say that you are, uh, you, you are going to... Um, give them puberty blockers, that you're going to give them uh, hormones, that you're going to make it okay and legal for them to have their genitals lopped off, to have their breasts lopped off, and they're supposed to be able to do that prior to the age of 18. You don't care about children. You don't give a damn about children. You don't care about children that are being trafficked across the southern border, coming in with phone numbers on their arm, being sent to certain addresses for the purpose of human slave and sex trafficking. So don't give me that bleeding heart garbage. And they say, oh, we're going to give them child care. Mm -hmm. I, she says in this thing, she says, Trump caged a bunch of people but never built an impermeable wall huh, and never amended the ongoing problem. Remember back when Trump was president and he said, listen, $5 billion, let's build a wall. We'll get, the, we'll get Mexico to pay for it. The whole point of that deal, that whatever, say what you want to say about it, we were going to get the wall built, and then there was a way to get Mexico to basically fund what we had spent, all right? But that was racist. Remember that? Remember the whole rhetoric talking about a wall? A wall was racist. The, the left has such a short-term memory. The wall's racist. We don't believe in that. We don't want to, you know, we don't want to do all of that. Uh and now, now that's one of their biggest arguments. Well, Trump didn't get the wall built. You didn't want the freaking wall. You stood in the way of the wall. Lawmakers in Washington, D.C. wouldn't even hear it. And then we're going to send $150 billion to Ukraine to protect their border? She said, this problem began decades ago with trade embargoes and drug policies south of the border. Neither Trump nor Biden started this, nor they were responsible for how bad it is. Uh, the level of stupidity here, th this is not about whether Trump's in office, Biden's in office, Obama's in office. This entire thing has been a bad policy fiasco. When you think that we need more, more, <laughs> listen, whether you build a wall or put a show of force down there on the southern border, this can be shut down. And I know that for a fact because if you remember, there was, a, there was a day last year where they had an episode that happened on the southern border, and they actually came out, the, the federal government actually came out, they put it on Twitter, they said, the, this portion of the border will be closed for today. 
Uh, what? You're telling me you can shut it down? You can stop the traffic? Yeah, they actually can. They actually can stop the traffic. But they're not going to. Greg Abbott throws razor wire down there. Federal government, the Supreme Court comes and says that the federal government can remove that out of the way. Uh, we've put pictures out there. I've shown you on my Instagram. Follow me at Watch Chad. I've put video out there of federal employees uh, on a forklift, literally using the forklift to lift the razor wire while illegals come in. I would say that's somebody's fault. As I've already stated over and over again, this murder of Lake and Riley in Athens, Georgia, is a direct result of, of federal policy. If New York had not turned this man loose, if they had kept him for, for beating up a, a, a child, which is what he was arrested for, she'd still be alive. But they couldn't. You know why? Uh, because, you know, uh, Mistress Bus Pass over here and how we're going to provide shelter and child care, you know, people like that who think, oh, we just got this never, never ending, vast array of, of funds that we can just keep taking care of people who come here and contribute nothing to the system. Uh, their detention centers in New York were full. They could not keep him. What happened a couple of weeks ago when those guys in Times Square, attack those cops. Alvin Bragg, New York, slaps them on the wrist, turns them loose, no bail, nothing. They're just gone. And then they start, some of them start making their way towards California. Some of them were apprehended again, I think in Arizona. Uh, and then there was the one kid, the one, you know, you know, Captain Flip Everybody the Bird as he was coming out of the processing center, out of the, out of the court. He gets picked up a week later for beating up a security guard while he's getting apprehended for um, shoplifting. But no, let's let's worry about, you know, this lady goes on talking about the kids in the cages. That's an Obama policy. That wasn't a Trump policy. And by the way, since you love the kids so much, I'm going to tell you guys, I'm going to remind you guys something you already know. These kids coming across with these phone numbers, they're coming across in many cases with, with fake parents. They're being trafficked. So, you kind of have to separate the children from the so-called family to make sure that they actually belong. You say, "Well, I don't like I don't I don't like this. I you know, that's mean, it's inhumane, it's cruel." Okay, shut the border down. Send a clear message to the cartels, to the Mexican government, to all of these governments around the world. I mean, did you see who was getting off the buses? The one dude was wearing a turban. He didn't come up here from Matagora. He he didn't come up here from, you know, I you, you know, the problem is people have spent too much fucking time in Cabo. They've been down in Cozumel or Cancun, which, by the way, I wouldn't go to Cozumel or Cancun right now anyway. It's a good way to die. <laughs> you guys have been to the resorts. That's not what's coming across. That's not who's coming into this country. That dude had a turban on. A turban on his head. He's from Pakistan. I, I don't, does anybody remember where they got Osama bin Laden? They got him in Pakistan. You know why? Uh, the Pakistanis knew he was there. They knew we were looking for him. They didn't bother to pick up the phone and say, hey, um, President Obama, your dude's here. Come get him. No, we had to send in SEAL Team 6 under the cover of night, covert operation to go get the guy. 
Hey guys, I want to tell you about uh, how my good buddies are branching into something that you're very interested in. You know, you've, I've told you about for a long time, United Patriot Coin. Well, now they have uh, opened up United Patriot Supply, and it's for good old folks like yourself. You know, if you are online and you're looking for a large selection of those uh, those things, you know, that distribute the freedom seeds, yeah, the thing that the uh, the online platforms don't like you talking about, yeah, you're looking for those things and the stuff that goes in them, maybe that hard to find uh, that hard to find tool or the uh, ammunition that goes in it. There's a good chance United Patriot Supply either has it or they can get it for you. There's a lot of shops out there that don't carry this stuff, and they do. They got a great selection of uh, 5.56, 7.62, 9mm, all that stuff. And here's a cool thing. They have the uh, their silver incentive program. When you buy from them, let's say you buy one of those Freedom Seed distributors, you're going to get free silver with your order. You're going to get a free ounce of silver for every $500 spent. Uh, and up to free uh, five free ounces for uh, for a firearm purchase of twenty five hundred dollars or more. So this offer is also combined with the uh, promotion between United Patriot Supply and United Patriot Coin. So you need to check them both out. Go to United Patriot Coin, but check out the new store UnitedPatriotSupply.com. I think you're gonna fall in love with them. Okay, UnitedPatriotSupply.com. Check them out. I was told this morning we're gonna get kicked off. We're going to, Shy, I was told this morning in a conference call, they said, some of the stuff you're saying is crazy. I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to freaking stop. And you know, you know why I'm not going to stop? Because, because somebody's got to say it. Yeah. But also these children do need to be protected. Common sense needs to prevail. Critical thought needs to be the winning idea and strategy of the day. But you know who else, you know who else matters is the legal immigrants. I'm sitting across from one. The legal immigrants, they matter. They went through a process. Uh, and, and, you know, I've, I've said, I've, I've had clips that were taken out of context where I've said it should be an easier process. It, it should be a complex process to become a citizen of the United States. I'm not saying that we should simplify that. But when, when you've got people who can be here, should be here, want to be here, love this country, and believe they should be here, um, that process for them should at least be streamlined so they can come in and do the necessary protocols and to do the guidelines and obey the law and actually get their citizenship rather than having to pay, you know, twenty, thirty thousand dollars and wait 10, 15 years for this thing. And some of you know exactly what I'm talking about in a deal like that. But yeah, the assimilation process should be pretty complex to be able to come in here. So I care about those folks who who went through that process. You know, I can't remember the exact number, but I think, you know, for like whatever, 60 some odd years, there was like 50 million or 72 million people came into the country through Ellis Island. They migrated here into New York, processed in Ellis Island. And as you know, because you know your history, some of those people that came to Ellis Island, they got turned away. They said, no, you can't come into the country. It, whether there was a, a health issue or whatever it might have been, there was issues. They were like, no, you can't come in. This, this whole, you know, give me your poor, your huddled masses yearning to be free, that's not the law. That's poetry on the Statue of Liberty that was gifted by Eiffel to America from France, okay? That's not American law. It's a great sentiment. 
It's a great sentiment to come in here into America, embrace the American dream, and be, what is it that Schoolhouse Rock called it? Uh, we've said it over and over again. They wrote a great song about it, this great melting pot. You come in, you melt in together. My God, we need Schoolhouse Rock back. <laughs> but that's the thing. That's the thing. Those folks aren't coming in here to melt. They're not coming in here to assimilate. So with whatever it is, 72 million, my numbers are off, but they're not far off. You know, over a period of 65 years, people coming through Ellis Island, I think we're like 72 million. Do you realize how many millions have come through in the three years since Joe Biden has been here? And my number on Ellis Island may be way inflated. There may have been a lot less than that that came through Ellis Island. But the numbers, seven, eight, nine, arguably 10 million people who have entered this country. Because again, you're going to go to the mainstream media, you're going to Google something, you're going to say, Chad, there's only been like 3.5 million. And Joe Biden's deported far more people than Donald Trump ever did. That's right, because Joe Biden has had to deal with, and he hasn't dealt with them, but this administration has seen twice as many people come to the southern border as what you know Donald Trump did. I mean, in, in whatever, like the first year or two, Donald Trump saw like a million and a half, and Joe Biden saw three and a half or five million come. I think Trump had like 1.8 Biden had like almost five. Uh, yeah, you're going to deport more people. You're going to reject more people. You're going to have more apprehensions. You're going to have more encounters because you've got two to three times more people coming. There's a neon sign that says vacancy. We're open. And morons like Aura, the hypnotherapist, who's going to tell you that she can use the tax funds in L.A. County to get them child care. Bring them on. Let's give them the crap jobs that nobody else wants to do. So, that, uh, so that, that we can tax them immediately. Because, yeah, that's the first thing uh, Hector and Balubabob is going to do when he gets into this country is go find his CPA and start filling out I-9s and start, you know, sending in their W-9s. That's exactly what they're going to start doing. Oh, let me, let me come in here and make sure that I'm in the right, you know, right in, in the right tax bracket because I want to make sure that I'm doing this just right. Here we are, folks. Levels of insanity. And I want to get, I want to get Jorge on very soon for an extended conversation about what he's doing. I want to get Ben Berkham on here. Uh, Ben's another one that you guys need to be following. He's doing a lot of reporting on the border. We'll get Allie on here. You say, well, we don't want to just keep talking about the border. Then look at another, find another show because I'm going to keep talking about this. And I'm going to keep giving you the, the ammunition and the fodder to deal with it because, you know what? This is the downfall of America. This is the downfall of our culture. This is the downfall of our civilization. And I should not have to keep giving you the, the, the asterisk footnote disclaimer of saying, yes, I'm okay with legal immigration. I am okay with legal immigration. I want it. I embrace it. I think America needs it. But we don't need new laws. We don't need new laws. We need to enforce the laws that are on the book. We need, <laughs> across the board, folks, what we're watching is the downfall of not just American civilization, of Western civilization. I don't want to live in Venezuela, and I don't want Venezuela living here. I, did never, I never said I don't want a Venezuelan to move here. There may be some people who, who come from Venezuela. They need to be here. They should be here. I don't, but we don't know. How can you vet that? You can't vet that person. 
So here we are. In a mess, in a mess, in a mess. And I've said enough. Go back. Watch, watch. I want you to, I want you to critically go back and watch the, the, the street releases, the people getting off the buses. Go check it out. Uh, good Lord, have mercy. Leave us a rating and a review. They told me on the conference call this morning, they said, you said some things. You said some things. Like on the episode with Sarah, I said, well, you just have to bleep them out. I get pretty fired up. I get pretty fired up. I mean, I should keep the Jesus wig on. Uh, you can't cancel Jesus. You can't cancel Jesus, baby. We just keep the... We, <laughs> you can't deplatform Jesus. You can try, but he sits on the throne. He comes right back. He back at it. And one day he's going to come back. I don't know if America's going to exist when he does, though. And it, in, his, in his eternal economy, I don't know that that matters. But for me and my children and my progeny and my generation that I'm trying to raise, I, it does matter to me matters to me. So go back and watch those street releases. Look who's getting off those buses. You ready to open your home? You ready to open your community? You ready? Those folks, you ready? Because it's coming to a neighborhood near you. Uh, keep your head on a swivel, folks. Let me tell you something. This is not the same country you grew up in. It's not. And it is everywhere. Every state is a border state at this point. Every single one of them. Every single one of them. All right. I love y'all. And I appreciate you. Rating and review, I greatly appreciate that. It helps. It costs you absolutely nothing but about 30 seconds of your time. And I want you to tell your friends about this show. I want you to say, hey, once again, you got this crazy guy out there. He's, he's telling some stuff. He's telling some truth. Uh, don't let the cowboy hat or the Jesus wig throw you, folks. Uh, what he's telling is the truth. And it'll piss, it'll piss some folks off if you share it. But... Uh, you're strong enough. You can handle the trolls out there. Like K-Dub said, they're not real anyway. The internet's not real life. Uh, go to watchchad.com. where all the fun stuff is. We just announced, we just launched the ticket links. Zach Rushing and I, we're going to be in Joliet, Illinois. That's Chicago, baby. We're going to Chicago. We're doing a show in Chicago. I'm taking all this to Chicago, baby. We're going to be in, uh, I think, Cedar Rapids, Iowa. And then we're going to be in uh, da, 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 New Lebanon, Indiana. So March 21st, 22nd, 23rd, watchchad.com has the details. Uh, lots of places, lots of dates, lots of things. And we can go out there and have some fun, man. That's what it's all about. But thank you for watching the show. Shider, thanks for letting me pick on you a little bit today. Uh, you guys are what makes this show possible, and we do it for you. God bless you. We will see you next time. Bye.